0: Another loss and another weekend where Brian Harson survives. He's still the head coach. What does that mean? Well, Zach, I, I actually just
1: finished crushing some chicken mom and I am I am freaking ready to
0: rock and roll. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tiger. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us as he does every Monday. It's baseballs, Lindsay Crosby. He writes about Auburn sports at auburndaily.com. He's also the host of Locked On MLB Prospects. Lindsay, the discussion over the last month or so, maybe even longer than that has been, okay, either Brian Harson is going to be let go after the Ole Miss game, assuming Auburn loses, which we all know at this point that they did, Mm -hmm. or you do it after the Iron Bowl at the end of the season. Obviously, lots of pros and cons for both. Um, He's still here as this podcast (laughs) drops Monday morning. Surprised at all, or is this kind of... Really, what a lot of people that seem to be in the know were saying. Uh, just, I don't think a lot of Auburn fans really wanted it to happen this way.
1: Yeah, I think that Chris Roberts has been very deliberate with everything that he's done, and this feels like another uh, another. He's being very deliberate with the way that this is done. I originally yeah. wanted Harson gone early. I mean, early this season when it was obvious that this was not working. And the only thing that's made me reconsider is there is a clause in the NCAA as far as transferring. You know, there are the transfer, like the designated portal windows now. You have one yeah. after, uh, you know, like in after bowl season. And then you have one again after, I think it's after uh, summer, like summer to transfer. Student athletes who play for teams who have fired their head coaches mid-season have an immediate 30-day period that they can enter the transfer portal. Now, it doesn't mean you, ha- you actually transfer, but you can enter the portal mid-season in that situation. And so if you don't have an athletic director in place, I think Auburn knows who it's going to be. They just haven't finalized everything and announced it yet. But if you don't have an athletic director in place and you run the risk of making it easier to poach your players, if you fire him, I understand waiting as long as when you do fire him at the end of the season, you move very quickly with the new hire and you have everything else going on. I'd love for them to just announce and say, he's not coming
0: back. Yeah. Without like officially firing him or or whatever. Yeah. I'm with you. And I, but is the announcement needed? Like, I I don't even know if that's really needed, Lindsay. I, I understand as far as, you know, putting a bow on and say, Hey, Auburn fan base, Quit beating each other up. We are moving on after this, but we just, this is what we kind of feel is best right now. Given the current circumstances, if an AD already been hired and there was a permanent AD in place, do I think he would still be Auburn's head coach? No, I I don't. I do think that was a part of all of this. And that's what a lot of these sources are saying. Um, I think it's been pretty consistent over the last few weeks. So um, what I think it was family family went out and said that like, they're not as, you know, they're not looking to be aggressive right now, moving on from Brian Harson. Mm-hmm. And I think that lines up a lot with what, uh, Justin Hokinson reported last week. Um, what Charlie five has been saying over the last few weeks. So it stinks, right? I, I think a lot of the Auburn fan base and I totally get. I think I've been fairly consistent over the last month or so. That's like, I think he's going to stay for the rest of the season. If you want to make the argument that it would have been better for him to go yesterday, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I totally get every single point, but the fact of the matter is he still is Auburn's head coach. And so we will see what this team does to rally around him. And the narrative, a popular narrative was, you know, he's lost the team. I'm not totally buying that. I do think Lindsay, there are a ton a ton of frustration scattered throughout the team. But when you look at it, it's like we saw this before when the locker room loved Gus and there was a really bad offense and a really good defense. We heard stories about how they would kind of get into it. It sounds like similar things are happening here. Mm -hmm. The weird thing though, is they scored a touchdown (laughs) against Ole Miss to kind of get some momentum back and they're, they're jawing on the, on the sideline. So you can't say this team doesn't care. And in fact, in some moments, I think they care too much, Lindsey.
1: Yeah, and, and I can see where you watch the end of the Georgia game and you see how the end of that game was progressing, especially on defense, and you can say they've given up or they're not trying anymore. But uh, these guys ultimately, I mean, athletes are very prideful people. And, you know, they are, they are very proud of their skills and what they can do. And they're not just going to quit on the season and still play. Anybody who is quitting on the season is going to find a way to remove themselves from the ability to play, whether it's Landon King taking a red shirt, right. uh, Zach Calzada opting for surgery. The guys who are out there are going to give everything they have because – intentionally losing a game is not something that any athlete really knows how to do. they um, are just, they're, they're not wired that way. You, you, you can't be wired that way and be a semi-professional athlete, which is what a call a SEC football player is, is a semi-pro athlete.
0: So uh, at this point with NIL, yeah, there's no yeah, question
1: about it. They're getting paid to perform. So uh, it's something where I didn't expect the offensive performance that we got on Saturday. I didn't see that coming. Uh, literally I wasn't watching half the game. I was at baseball, but yeah. Uh, but it, it shows that there is still fighting this team. There is still game planning going on. There is still court. Like they're still giving the effort. And because of that, I still think there is an outside chance. They could make a bowl game.
0: So to make a bowl game, we're at, we're three and four, right? Mm-hmm. You got to win three more games. So Western Kentucky, so you're banking on when it, 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 they'd have to win the home games, right? They'd have to win the home games. Yeah, maybe you steal one in Starkville, but I I think the home games are more winnable at this point in the season. So, And I'm not saying it's
1: going to happen. I'm saying there's an outside chance. I mean, do I think it's likely that Auburn fans are not going to spend their December 17th in Montgomery or Birmingham in a bowl game? Probably the case, but... Would they go to Memphis? You know, wouldn't be the last time we've gone to Memphis.
0: True. That is true. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Uh, but... All in all, Brian Harson's still the head coach, whether you like it or not, um, support these Tigers. We'll see how they respond over the bye week, and we'll touch on what we think they need to do in the bye week in a moment. But first, we're going to talk about more of this old Miss game. I still think, Lindsay. there's some nuggets to take away from this one that are positive, positive. and I'll tell you exactly what I mean in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. But the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people, they've chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home and you don't earn the trust of that many people without executing. Our head coach loves to use the E word. Simply Safe does it. Simply Safe absolutely executes every single day 24/7 with their professional monitoring agents who always have your back. I love it because it's super customizable regardless of how big or small your house or apartment is. It's also very easy if you move, which I think is really really great. And with their 24/7 professional monitoring Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected. And dispatch the police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for interactive interactive monitoring and get your first month free. Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. Also, gotta tell you about our friends, our local friends here at the drugstore we've all been to a pharmacy where we didn't feel heard didn't feel appreciated and folks that didn't really ever want to seem to work with you and the folks at the drugstore are all about making sure the people in the auburn opelika lee county community feel like their health care is being taken seriously and these are local folks they they graduated from the same high school as me they graduated from auburn university And they care about this local community. They also have flu, pneumonia, shingle, and tetanus vaccines available as a walk-in anytime. They also offer delivery and shipping, as well as BioLite and Liquid IV available in-store. So be sure to check it out. They've got a great drive-through as well. Check out the drugstore on North Dean Road in Auburn. Lindsay. I mentioned this briefly on yesterday's podcast. But the more I watch Robbie Ashford, the more he continues to win me over. I think the guy's got a lot of traits, and I think using this season, though it hasn't gone the way we expected it to, but using this season as a way to teach and put tape on there for Auburn's next coach, which it seems like all of the leading candidates will be offensive-minded. They're going to be able to come in and work with him and show him, hey, here's what you did well, here's what you didn't, and really get him to where he can calm down and stop having all these emotional highs and emotional lows. Mm -hmm. That to me was the biggest takeaway against Ole Miss is like, okay, these moments that Robbie Ashford has, if he can just make these things a little bit more consistent, there's a lot to like about this kid.
1: I think part of that comes with experience. But the big thing for me, why I'm excited about the future with Robbie Ashford is when you watch him play, he gives Auburn a, a deep game as far as throwing the ball down the field, getting the ball downfield. And while you're right now, you're losing the short and intermediate game with him. It's a lot of running and deep shots. It seems like the hardest thing for a team to integrate into their offense has been chunk plays down the field through the air. And so Hmm. being so good at that and being able to make something happen improvisationally and scrambling while keeping his eyes downfield. Uh, That's a very useful trait that is hard to coach into a player. And I feel like the things that he's not great at the short intermediate passing, those are things that you can scheme up. Those are things that you can work on with repetitions. Uh, Those are easier to add to someone's game than the ability to get the ball 40 yards downfield at the flick of a wrist. Sure. So, so he gives you tools to build off of, and hopefully he, he, Get some time to feel, you know, to, to feel more comfortable in what he's doing in the offense. I think about T.J. Finley and him explaining how last year he never really felt comfortable and he was just kind of drinking through a fire hose as far as information coming at him. And in year two, he felt a lot more comfortable. I think the similar situation is going to happen for Robbie Ashford. You have to remember it's the first time he's ever started in college yeah. is this year. So from what you've seen, completion percentage is below fifty percent statistically. It doesn't look good. But when you watch the tape, and we're you know not certified tape watchers, but when you watch the tape, uh, he's got he definitely has tools that you can see fitting into a very productive offense in 2023.
0: Sure. What was your biggest takeaway from Auburn's kind of comeback? Um, they, they, they were down 21 nothing. They continued to fight. Ultimately, lost still by, by double digits. But what do you think? Um, what do you think the biggest takeaway from Saturday was?
1: that while we still struggled to run the ball, Mm -hmm. uh, we were able to break off chunk plays and tank Bigsby looked more like the tank Bigsby that we've had in our heads, the idea of tank Bigsby than what we had actually seen this season. Um, On the whole, I would not say our, our rushing offense was very good. I mean, half of our carries, I think 56% were stopped for two yards or less, but I want to say we had seven or eight big chunk plays down the field. Um, Tank broke off what, two 50 yarders. Uh, Jarquez had 48 yards on like one carry. And it's something where like we had nine carries of 10 plus yards. When I think in the previous four power five games we played, we had like five combined. So while the running offense isn't fixed, we were able to to make some things happen, get enough blocking where their talent could take over and, the first guy that was missing Tank Bigsby wasn't missing him a yard in the backfield, but was missing him two yards or three yards on the other side of the line of scrimmage, and he had,
0: he got a chance to run. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, uh, the, the defense kind of folding is concerning. The I think this is the best. Um, I think this is this will be the best offense that they play until they play Alabama. So we'll see how big of an issue that could potentially be. Over the next few yeah. weeks, you get a bye week. I think this is a team that seems tired, right? I think this is a team that that feels like they could potentially, you know, get their feet up under them a little bit, use the bye week. And we'll talk about this as it gets closer, but, like, I think they can beat Arkansas. Uh, I, I just – I'm not super impressed with Arkansas. I think much like Ole Miss, the game against Ole Miss, I think Auburn will be able to move the ball and score in both halves consistently. Now, will that be enough? No, you're going to have to do some stuff defensively to slow them down. But I just – I think there's something about this team that they just haven't given up quite yet.
1: Yeah, it's – to go down, what, 21-0 to Old Miss and to come back to make it a game tells me that they're they're, they're still fighting this team. They uh, They're not ready to quit on the season. And like you said, take some time in the bye week, rest physically – We've got a lot of guys who left the game with injury or got nicked up the last couple of weeks. We saw that a lot in defense in the second half, yeah. take some time to to give guys a physical break and then come back from the bye week with a game plan to attack Arkansas. Uh, and I think that the defense has an opportunity to disrupt KJ Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he is, he has looked as good as Arkansas fans would have hoped. I want to say he's, I mean, he's got fourteen hundred yards on the season, but I just he 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 looks like he is gettable. It it's something where I think Auburn's defensive line can can impact KJ Jefferson. And so if you can do that, you can beat
0: Arkansas with the offensive performance you showed against Old Miss. All right. So what are some things that Auburn can work on as this bye week is now here? We touch on that in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn want to tell you about our friends at bet online. Lindsay, you know what I know about online is where the game starts and that means it is the easiest place to wager on all of your sports gambling needs whether it's individual games, whether it's over/unders, whether it's props, whether it's your parlays. I actually talked to to several buddies this past week that uh, that use bet online for parlays almost every night depending on what's going on. It's um it's the best payouts are easy. Be sure to check it out. Bet online it's where the game starts. As far as things that they can get right going into the bye week, I think this needs to be a self-assessment period. And, Lindsay, I think this is where you have a real hard conversation with yourself as a staff and as a team and maybe you kind of approach you with some humility and say, you know what, maybe the way we're using personnel isn't perfect. Maybe the rotation Uh, needs to change a little bit. Maybe the play calling as far as workload um, changes a little bit. Maybe you figure out ways. Okay, this is how we get Tank Bigsby involved more later in games. Maybe there's a role for Damari Austin to get more touches than he's currently getting.
1: On the Tank note, sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. To not give the ball to Tank Bigsby once after the lightning delay. What in the world? Blows my mind. I I don't understand how you can just forget that you have one of the best running backs in the SEC. Never mind one that has put up almost 200 yards in the game that you are currently in. I You can't run the ball every play.
0: Was that his best game at Auburn, Lindsey?
1: It's got to be a top top three, right? I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of every performance, but it's it's got to be one of his best.
0: I think with everything going on as far as like no offensive line, help questionable scheme. And he was able to overcome all that. I don't know how you could say a performance was better.
1: It So in context, it was, Yeah, you know, given that um, it's blows my mind that they just forget that tank Bixby is, on, is a player on this team in the second half of games, especially after the lighting delay.
0: Yeah. Let me, I want to play a, let's play a quick game real quick okay and we're just shooting from the hip here because i wanted to go this direction i didn't realize i wanted to go this direction going into it okay so we are just as far as personnel usage and we're talking mainly offense today i want i'm going to list off the total snaps that a receiver got in the ole miss game and i want you to tell me if you want them to get more or less moving forward don't worry about the math checking out okay? okay okay just just philosophically here Jay Fair got three snaps, more or less moving forward. More. Amari Kelly got five, more or less moving forward. More. Coy Moore got 49, more or less moving forward. Let's assume Auburn gets, let's say they do 60 snaps a game.
1: More. He needs to be out there. He has, apparently he has rapport with Ashford. We talked about, you don't Mm -hmm. know who your number one receiver is until you know who your quarterback is. Because every quarterback is going to have a guy that's their guy. Toy Moore feels like he's Ashford's guy.
0: Okay. Does Warsham was on the field for five?
1: That may have been four too many.
0: Uh, I'm cool with that. To be fair, they ran it on four of the five. So um, Camden Brown, 10. I know where this is going.
1: Uh, everybody's going to say they want to see him more. Yeah, And it's hard to argue with it. I don't think he graded out that well in the 10 that I saw when I went back and rewatched the game on Sunday morning.
0: He, had a, he scored a 56. That's not great. PFF. I'm That's going not- in order from highest BFF grade to lowest. So.
1: Oh, okay. Way to spoil it for me. That's great.
0: Yeah, sorry. Um, Javaris Johnson, 31.
1: If you can get him more than two targets, more. Yeah. He's been very efficient. When he's gotten the ball. As and so everybody's probably players.
0: asking, all right, we're all you're you've said more to everybody except for the Warsham, and that's four reps that we're talking. So yeah. Where, where do these reps come from? Jackson, Cedric well. Jackson, Cedric Jackson, Cedric um, Jackson. And we've seen that go down, right? We've seen that
1: get lower and lower almost every week. So it's kind of naturally happening, but. For being a a veteran for being in such fantastic physical shape, like you can tell he's got some of this some of the Bo Jackson jeans. Yeah. It doesn't translate to performance on the field. And I'm at the point where give the snaps to somebody else because Amari Kelly's making it happen with his snaps. Jay Fair's making it happen with his few snaps that he Dude, gets.
0: If you want to tell me Amari Kelly's the the shock of this team, I'm cool with it. I mean <laughs> no. Second, Marcus Bragg is, is, is the biggest shock to me. But um, Amari Kelly, man, like, it seems like every time they throw it to him, something good happens. I've just, I've been shocked by him. But
1: a, a true freshman, the word on him when he came here was like, the catch radius was insane. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the word on Amari Kelly. He's only six foot tall, but he can catch anything. And it kind of feels like that. Uh, I, I, I want to see him break something long. He was a sprinter. In high school, I want to see him get in the open field with the ball and outrun some dude to the end zone. I think he can do it. It's probably coming, and you yeah. probably need him to make a play deep if you want to knock off Arkansas. Something else the- while we're on this, this game of more snaps and less snaps, I want okay. to ask you real quick. Offensive line, Jeremiah Wright got his first career start. Okay. Uh, Brandon Coffey replaced Austin Troxell and Auburn had their best rushing performance statistically of the season. Um, how much of that do you think is correlation, and how much do you think it's just random?
0: Uh, I, I don't think Ole Miss is that great defensively. I think, I think that's more to do um, with that. And, and you and I have talked about this before. When things aren't working, I'm a fan of changing things up just for the sake of changing things up, especially mm-hmm. on the offensive line, because that unit is different than other units in the sense of like, it's more about the sum of the parts than the actual parts themselves. And so you never really know exactly what that may look like. Yeah. But, I mean, pro football focuses on everything. But I don't think he graded out. Oh, Okay, he, he did fine. Um, Yeah, Jeremiah Wright graded out as a 64, which if every offensive lineman did that, you'd be super happy and this offense would look a lot better. So I'm okay with that. Zaire looked really bad, 47, which is rough because he's actually been some of the, somewhat of a bright spot. At times this season. So, potentially, um, I wish we would have seen Brandon Council play center since week one. Because I think by now, we would start to kind of form a little bit better. Yeah. And, like, I like Tate Johnson. He sat behind me at a restaurant last week. And, like, and it's just, the dude's not very big. He's not. Was Was that
1: embarrassing? Was his order something embarrassing?
0: Uh, He didn't finish all of his food, which... An off- for an offensive lineman, what are you doing? Man? Uh, the, the guys at my table, I was like, I was like, no, no, take, come back and keep eating, man. Like you need to eat more. <laughs> take, take
1: my food too. I'll give you my food. Eat it all. I yeah, had
0: like two or three wings and some fries left over. And I'm like, I've never seen an offensive lineman, like not eat all of his fries. Like that's crazy.
1: Or wings. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, but, yeah, I want to spend a lot of time looking at this stuff. And if you have any specific bi-week topics that you want us to touch on, reach out to me on Twitter or check us out in the, the Locked on Auburn Discord. But bi-week-specific themes um, would love to do the show that you guys want me to do. So, Lindsay, before uh, we wrap things up, how can people find you, watch you, read you, hear you, all that good stuff?
1: I am on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. My show Locked in MLB Prospects is available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So Also send me your ideas as well because there's no minor league baseball left. <laughs> um, my my Auburn writings at auburndaily.com. Just threw up a couple pieces about the uh, the scrimmage against Louisiana Tech on Saturday, which Auburn came back to win 12 to 11. Um, and you can find the merch, aushirts.com.
0: Yeah, be sure to check out all of Lindsay's stuff. You can find all my written work at auburndaily.com. As well. And we'll see you tomorrow for a little Charlie Tuesday action right here on Lockdown Auburn.